We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. One, two, three, listen. You gotta have a like the why, and we know our why. So you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yep. Millions and millions of people have done this already. You can get help, you can get a roadmap, you can save a lot of time, money, and frustration. <laughs> Welcome to the Value Add Podcast with K&K. Hey everybody, Value Add with K&K, Crystal and Kenny here. Just want to say thank you so much for the support, for listening, um, the comments, everything. Keep it up. We'll keep going as long as we can. And if you like what you're listening to, like what you're watching, uh, tell your friends about it, leave us a review, maybe even give us five stars. We love those. That's how we can grow and continue to bring you guys value and spread the word. Thanks guys. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Value Add Podcast with K&K. Today we have Tony Keju here. Tony has become a good friend of ours, but he is um, the owner. <laughs> he's the owner of two auto repair shops. Um, it's Arrow Auto Repair, Auto Repair, and uh, commercial. commercial Fleet Services. And so one's off Arrow Drive, and then the other one's in National City. Yep. Tony, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. What yeah. part of San Diego is that technically? Kearney uh, Mesa. It is. Arrow, yeah, Arrow is Kearney Mesa and then uh, National City, Coolidge off, off of Coolidge, it's uh, National City. Yeah, and then you're you're like 15 in Arrow, right? <clears throat> yes, right, right on the corner of Arrow and Ruffin. Cool. Oh, right there, yeah. okay. Yeah. And that's right. your newest there. location. That's the newest one, yeah. yeah. Yep. Cool. So um, how, how I met Tony is, uh, <clears throat> my voice, is Mitch, well, I just bought the Lincoln yeah. and then... Mitch is, uh, we got to find an auto repair guy, which we got it here and it was just like a fucking mess. Excuse my French. <laughs> and, uh, it's like every classic car. <clears throat> yep. I was like, what are we going to do with this thing now? It's been sitting in a garage <laughs> so, for 20 years. Our office was located off, uh, in Mission Valley. And then Tony, Mitch drives by. He was located right here on the, the mobile mission, mission center. center. Yep. Friars. Friars. He's a, uh, his, your classic, uh, Cadillac. Cadillac. And then yeah. basically, it's like, I found the guy. Just bring the car there. Yeah. So we... How got... unlikely, though, to find an auto repair guy at the mobile station for your classic car, <laughs> yeah, <right>? too. <laughs> and then, That's um, true. So it's, like, been history since then. So we dropped, we flatbed the car there, and then Tony just started fixing it. And I was like, wow, this guy can do a lot of stuff. I mean, you don't, you don't know because you drop a car off. You're like, oh, yeah, I can do it. Yeah. And then you get a bill for $10,000, and you drive it away. It doesn't run. So. Yeah. And then I think after that, we just started uh, talking a lot because the car was in there a lot. And then yeah. we became friends. And then, like, the rest is history. Yep. So, yeah. Tony, when did you move from there? And then you, and then you bought um, – yeah, Tony was, was renting there, got tired of renting, and said, I need to I need a, I yeah. need a change. You need to yeah. buy a location. I actually through. lost my lease there. Yep. Lost mm-hmm. my lease. And then it, that was last minute because we were going to – they, they were going to renew with me, but then they decided to tear down the repair shop, turn it into a, um, a C-store, and then um, candy store. And then um, I found a uh, shop in downtown, took over that location for about two and a half years, mm-hmm. tried buying the property there. That didn't work out, and then I found uh, the National City location. I think we've been to all of your locations for yeah, one I reason think so. or not, not the most current one on no. Arrow, Arrow yeah. yet. But yeah, we've been kind of there along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. funny. So, Tony, how did you even get started in the auto repair business, like way back from the beginning? Uh, my dad. My dad has been in the automotive industry his whole life. All five of my uncles are mechanics. Jeez. Yeah. So, uh, right. And my dad was um, uh, a Mercedes mechanic, and a, uh, funny enough, he was a Z mechanic too. Uh, you know, Aero Auto Repair used to be yeah. a, Z, a Z shop. So he then the reason why he picked the Z is because Mercedes uh, had a very well, I should say Z Datsun had a very similar motor to the uh, Mercedes. Uh, the Japanese were were very good at doing reverse engineering, so they re- reverse engineered that motor, and he was fascinated by, you know, the way they re-engineered it. So he became a mechanic, a specialist for Benzes and Zs. But anyways, um, yeah, he, uh, we, we, um, we came from uh, Greece in the 80s, and um, he opened up his first shop in, I think, 86, and he's had businesses his whole life, and I just grew up in that industry. Mm-hmm. You know, after school, that's where I went. 
I went to I went to work. Cool. You know, I didn't do anything. I would <laughs> walk around, get dirty. <laughs> Before I'd go home, I'd I'd rub my feet on my pants, and I'd come home. I'm look, mom, I got all dirty. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was working hard today. Yeah, I yeah. always wanted to. I, I I was always hands on. My dad would buy me a bike. I'd tear them apart. I wouldn't put them back together because I didn't know how to put them back together. So he would sit there and he would uh, he'd help me out. Cool. You know. So it was. Uh, so that was something you guys liked to do together. Yeah. Yeah. It was in my DNA. Yeah. Yeah. In my DNA. So then, whenever you graduated high school, you just kind of did you still work for your dad, or did you end up? When did you start kind of going on your own? Um, I went on my own in 2008. Okay. Yeah, 2008 is when I went on my own. My dad got is that older. PB. Uh, PB. Yeah. That was the Russo's gas station. Oh, oh that's yeah. So funny. What yeah, a small yeah. world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2008 is when um, I took over Gino's gas station. Uh, Grand, Grand and Ingram, Ingram yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. <clears throat> Took over that gas station, and then uh, the rest was history. There, then you went to the mobile. Mission Valley, Mission Valley downtown, downtown National City, and now Aero Drive. Yep. So. And now you have two locations, two one locations. which you own the real estate, yes, and another one where you purchase a business. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Cool. And uh, two different models, too. Mm-hmm. They are two different. So models. what are you doing at both? So commercial fleet service is uh, all we do is uh, business to business. We have a lot of uh, state agency contracts, uh, a lot of federal contracts um, with the federal government, and then a lot of um, local San Diego businesses that come to us for uh, repair and maintenance. Okay. We're more of uh, that. Uh, sh- uh, that shop <clears throat> is more of a wholesale auto repair shop. Okay. Um, we understand that, you know, businesses have fleet vehicles and they rely on these fleet vehicles to be out on the road so they can make money. And there's actually a statistic out there that if a fleet vehicle is down, that company loses anywhere between 700 to $1,000 that day. Wow. So wow. 700 to $1,000 lost in revenue, right? Plus whatever you're paying that employee. And uh, plus whatever the repairs are going to be on that car. So you can only imagine how important it is to do preventive maintenance on your vehicles. Mm -hmm. So that way you can prevent from breaking down. And do you guys have like an emergency service? So We don't. Okay. We don't. Just curious how that happens if you're like late in the day or something like that. Then they just bring it in the next morning. Sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, if they come in like around 5, 6 p.m. and they really need it and they're a good customer, we'll um, we'll, we'll help them out. Yeah. Cool. Do whatever we can. So, and then what? What are you doing over here at Arrow? Arrow is more mm-hmm. focused on the public. Commercial fleet service is not open to the public. Um, this one's more open to the public, and um, it's a little different. I've been out of that game for about two years now, maybe a little more, and uh, coming back into it is uh, I'm, I'm it's I'm learning new things. You know, I always thought I was you know the ultimate auto mechanic owner, but you're not. You know, I, I'm not, and you'll, you'll. I don't think you'll ever be until the day you die. You like, you keep, you keep learning. You know, you constantly learn new things. Because the car is technology, you keep changing. Technology changes. People change. Um, the market changes. Social media changes. There's a lot of things that get involved with business. What's the biggest change you're seeing in that industry since you've come back? Um, since I've come back, is uh, just the uh, competition that's out there in, in um, social media. And, really? Uh, oh, yeah. It's, it's the competition in, in social media, in marketing. Um, people, uh, you have a lot more information at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. People can go on YouTube and look things up. People can Google things and, and look things up. Now, um, it's not always accurate, mm-hmm. but it kind of gives you a direction of where to go. Right. Right. It's kind of like when, you know, you start, you build up a rash on your skin and you try to figure out what you ate, what you drank, where you out in the sun and you type all these things into Google. And then you're probably going to get somewhat of a a good idea of what's wrong with you. Right. Right. So you don't freak out and say, oh, my God, I'm going to die. So cars are the same thing. You know, you type in check engine light. uh, That's going to come up. You know, it's going to give you an idea of what that check engine light means. Oil light, brake light and so forth. Mm-hmm. So people are more educated. And, 100%. Uh, I think people should continue to educate themselves. And I, for one, I love to show people uh, what's wrong with their cars. You know, grab a flashlight. Come here. Let me take you back into the shop. 
here's a technician that's working on your car, and here's what's wrong with your car. You know, it's leaking here, and this is why it's leaking, and this is what you need to do to fix it. Um, I think you need to build that relationship. Everybody mm -hmm. needs to have that relationship with your service professional, if it's a mechanic, if it's a lawyer, if it's a doctor, your construction worker, whatever it is, your handyman, landscaper. You know, there's you got to build that relationship with uh, with people out there. And I think people kind of generally want to be educated too. I, I mean, just to have a general knowledge about your car or like you said, your landscaping or how to turn on your sprinkler system or sure. whatever it might be, just having that general knowledge, it, it's – it makes people feel good too that they're able to kind of make decisions based on having some knowledge and background. Mm -hmm. What do you? Um, I agree. <clears throat> yeah, because I think the it's like every, businesses all have the stigma, right? It's like, oh, you're like a used car salesman, right? But that stigma is kind of going away because, and like the whole car salesman. That stigma because you can go online. You can do Kelly Blue Book. There's all this technology. So it's keeping them honest. Yes. And now people are shopping all over. No. Oh, yeah. But they before they walk in your dealership, they've already been online. Just like when somebody buys a home, 90% of people looked online before they called a loan officer or real estate agent. 100%. Why not? 100%. Why waste your time? So are you saying that before people come in and they land with you, do you think they have have a problem with their car? They've looked it up. They have some kind of idea. So when they come in, they're like, hey, Tony, I think I got this problem. Rather than before, is like, here's my car. It's lights on. Right. I don't know what the hell it means. Fix it. Fix it. Right. Now they're like, I looked up the light. It means this. Sure. So they feel like you come back and like, wait a minute, it said this. Why are you telling me four other things? Uh, yeah, to, to a certain mm -hmm. degree. But I, 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 you're right. People do want to have an idea. They, they don't want to walk into... Uh, a store and not a service uh, a service store like us and not have an idea of what's going on they, mm -hmm. people don't want to look stupid yeah right um, uh, they want to have an idea so that way when they do hear back from the service advisor um, and the service advisor is on the same page as, as the customer is and say hey by the way you are right the reason why your check engine light is on is because of this um you need to replace this. The customer is going to feel much more comfortable. Now, if the customer was wrong about the idea that they had about their car and the service advisor comes at them and says, hey, uh, it's something else and it's not what you said, they want an explanation, right? Mm -hmm. Don't just push them over. You have to explain to them. You have to tell them. Because it's you money. Were on, yeah, you're on the, you were on the right track. You were in the right avenue, but you were a block away. This is what we really found wrong mm -hmm. with your car that's causing you know, this light to come on, for example. So, <clears throat> yes, people are very, very uh, uh, more aware now. They're, uh, they, they've, got, they've got the time. It takes you 15 seconds to get on your phone really quick and type in whatever you want to uh, know about, and you'll find it. And honestly, you can kind of teach yourself to do anything on YouTube, I feel like. There's a lot of things you, <laughs> you can do. If you're mechanically inclined just a little bit, you know how to hold a screwdriver, you know how to hold a wrench. Yeah. I think you can you put can two and two it. together. It might take you a while, but you can do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, and I think that's the thing. I think we've kind of talked about this so much in any industry. Like, I mean, I think you could literally, there was a woman who built a house on you, like from watching YouTube videos. Like really? she basically, yeah, like watch a YouTube video for every little thing that she needed to do and literally like built a house oh. and so you can kind of do anything you want on YouTube it's just a matter of the fact that most of us don't really want to do that so oh. once in a while you want to challenge yourself but there's always going to be a need <clears throat> for a mechanic or a loan officer or sure. an agent or well, things is, like that time yeah. is money for yeah because you might try it just for fun but then yep. your time is valuable you know yeah. Yeah. what do you um especially at the shop over here where it's just like day to day, mm -hmm. what do you probably, what's the most common stuff you're seeing? Like what are, what are people coming in for? Um, mainly services, maintenance. And um, like brakes. Brakes, oil changes. And, and I'm actually very proud of what these people do. They come in, uh, they, they request oil changes. They request, um, you know, their car to be looked at because they heard something that wasn't familiar to them. Um, and, and it makes me happy to, to, to see people that are, you know, proactive with their cars because cars now are an investment. It's mm -hmm. a big investment. 
I mean, they're not cheap anymore. They're Holy not cheap. Cars no. are not cheap anymore. No, no, they're not. And even used cars are not cheap anymore. Why do you think they're so expensive? Uh, because the quality of uh, uh, the the quality of the car and so many so many features that these cars Technology. have. Like right now, your car, for example, you've got. I mean, and the, almost every car has this, but. Some of the things that you have on your car, other cars don't have. Like you've got Bluetooth, you've got navigation, you've got your surround sound, you've got your, your, uh, I don't know, Bang & Olufsen stereo system, maybe Harman Kardon, who knows. You've got you, heated seats and air conditioned seats. seats. You've got air conditioned yeah, seats. Yeah. You've, supercharged. You've got, it's, it's crazy. you know, yeah. you've got supercharged. You've got the special leather that's Napa leather that the makes dim, you feel special dim, when you sit in it. The seat massages you. The seat massages you. Yeah. I mean, it's you got carbon fiber inside. You've got, like, all kinds of things. Like, all this stuff costs monies because we live in a society now that we demand it, right? Where the other day I was with my brother-in-law and his uh, girlfriend, and, uh, we were talking to some people, and they were talking about how they hated traffic. And I thought to myself, I'm like, wait a moment, like, I, I really don't hate traffic. I actually enjoy traffic in a weird way because I get all my phone calls out of the way. Yeah. I, I do all my phone calls, and I'm sitting in this leather seat. It's <laughs> air-conditioned. It's <laughs> yeah, high, yeah. right? Yeah. Comfortable. It's quiet. You know, I don't have to shift gears or anything like that. Kenny, you should start looking at traffic like that, I think. You know? That, he has oh, the, no. the exact opposite <laughs> reaction to traffic. And, like, I do, I make all my phone calls in the mornings. I do all my phone calls. And then at, in the afternoon when I'm going home, I call the people that I couldn't speak to, you know, during the daytime. Yeah, usually we use The next talk, thing you know, right? you're at home. Yeah. You know? So. No, but it is funny you're saying that. It's like, back in the day, like, people are like, shifting and it wasn't comfortable no and there like, weren't cell phones either no, so you no, were just driving like these cars are built for comfort i mean it goes all the way yes up. yes crazy. yes because people travel now far mm -hmm. for work i mean um i don't know if you've noticed but san diego's gotten really bad with traffic so bad. really bad traffic. so bad and you ask a lot of people hey where are you coming from i get a lot of technicians that come into the shop and you know looking for work and i ask hey where do you live temecula yeah. Inland Empire. Yeah. What? I had one guy from Corona. What? Corona. And I said, Corona? He goes to me. I goes, I said, man, I said, that's far. He goes to me, oh, it's only an hour and 15 minutes. It's so crazy to me that there's not like a shop close to five minutes I complain. Yeah. I get to here, I go, watch the traffic <laughs> on the bridge. It's, it's, I mean, it's going to take me seven minutes to get home. Yeah, yeah. That's me. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. It but you know, in, in the LA County, <clears throat> Or the Riverside County, you know, it's normal for them to travel right. 45 minutes to get to a, a destination and spot. And an accident. And relax oh. and, you know, go have a coffee and w watch the sunset. That's it's normal for them. Yeah. Us, no. We're like 10 minutes. We're at the beach. Yeah. yeah. You know, half an hour, we're in the, you know, in the mountains. Yeah. You know, another half hour there, we're in the snow and the desert or wherever, you know. Yeah. It's, us, we're, it's just so, so, everything's so close. Yeah. But LA, Riverside County is just so, such a huge huge uh, part of California. And even people in the Southern Midwest, Pennsylvania, some of them live so remote to go to the store, it's 30, 45 minutes. And it's not that there's traffic, they just live remote. Yeah. yeah. And also, I guess San Diego's just so expensive, so that just kind of goes to show you that people literally have to commute into the city mm -hmm. for work because it must not be affordable to be here. No, I think San Diego's cheap. I think it is too, but it just, you know, it's compared it all to, depends on where, where your perspective is coming from. Compared you know? to Orange County? Yeah. L.A. County, Riverside County. So and then you get yeah. San Francisco, which is the worst. San Francisco, I, th yeah. it's, it's, I don't even it's, want to start. <laughs> it's Bay it's, Areas. You can rent out your, your two-car garage for five, six it? grand it's a like month. It's like Tokyo crazy. or Singapore. China, Singapore, yeah. New York, San Francisco, L.A. Yeah. We're, I mean, yeah. we're, it's, it's only in two hours. Yeah. San Diego, I think San Diego is very cheap compared to these uh, counties. Long, in, four, in 20 years, we'll be like, damn. Yeah, yeah. If people don't feel now in 20 years, you'll be like, yeah. man, that was cheap. But then, the building you bought? Yeah. Like, yeah. But 20 years from then, I mean, this is the thing. It's like we, we talk about this all the time because especially with real estate, you hear people going like, I'm looking somewhere else because San Diego, is, it's just getting too expensive here. Right. And I'm like, okay, let's go talk to the guy who's owned apartments for the last 30 years. Ask him what he thought when he was buying those apartments. I'm paying too much. I'm paying too much. I'm overpaying. It's too expensive. The market's crazy. Yeah. What do you think he thinks today? Yeah, that's true. You know, so it, like you said, I, I do think that San Diego's cheap and compared to a lot of other markets, I think we're one of the more affordable kind of Especially coastal you get. Yeah. cities. 
yeah, we're. I think we're the next big city. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, one of them. We're we're top. You know, it's definitely top three, probably. What's the other two in in California that you think is big? I think Orange County already popped off. Yeah, LA has already popped off. Um, compared no, to saying country in the country. Oh, in the country. Yeah, I oh, think te- some areas in Texas are popping, but like Seattle's already popped. Um, but I think we're one or two of like in the country where. Yeah. Because millennials want to be here the weather. Yeah. San Diego, I think, is just on the verge it's a gym. of just like, yeah. It's going to. And there's a lot up. of opportunity here, too. So, and you might be able to go live in the Midwest or somewhere else like that really cheaply, but there's also less opportunity. So, you come here True. and you pay more of a premium to have more opportunity. And you're also, the, you're, you're not, the weather can be extreme. Oh, my God. Hot, and then it gets miserable. Yeah. And you get. Two months of hot months and, and tornado, like yeah, yeah. It's the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, we're lucky we landed here. So, Tony, like, if you're, I think we always ask this question with people, like, how do people know? Like, I think a lot of people when they're looking, especially for like, we talked about with Kyle, like computer repair, right? Your car, just things you don't know. No. Like, you don't know if I drop it off. I you thought can I trust getting, that shop. I was getting my yeah. brakes changed. Why am I coming back? And you're like, well, there was all this stuff, and there's this. Is the guy? Is the guy? Is the guy basically, you know, hosing me over? Like, how do you know? Like, whether it's your shop or somewhere else, how do you sure. know you're getting? Like, how how do you know? Do you know? Well, I think everybody now is starting with reviews, mm-hmm. right? That's the first step that everybody takes. I take that step too. Mm-hmm. As much as I, I, I don't hate. Uh, these uh, uh, Yelp and Google and all these I don't I don't hate them but I th- I think every business deserves a chance but to go going back to your question if 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 I was to do it if I was out of town and I break down I'm gonna look at reviews first right and um, you just got to be proactive you got to be building a relationship with your service advisor telling your service advisor that you want to see you know, uh, how do you do your inspections? Is it through DVIs or do you write them down on a, PP, uh, on a piece of paper? DVIs are digital vehicle inspections. Typically, um, you, uh, when you drop off a car, a car is being inspected digitally with a, with a, a tablet, and they go through like a 40-point or 60-point inspection. Wow. And if they find something wrong, they take a picture of that, and it's stored in that customer's file, right? So at the end of the uh, DVI... What we do is that we send it out to the customer through text messaging or emails and let them see it for themselves. Now, Smart. Uh, what you can do is that if, 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 if you were to get a DVI like that, call the, customer, uh, call the uh, service advisor, tell them, hey, I'd like to come out there and take a look at the vehicle in person. Okay? Just to make sure. Just to make sure and just to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, take a look underneath your car. You know, that's something for you're you to, in it every day yeah you're inside the car every day like you yeah. said take a look at underneath too you need to know what's going on so go out there take a look underneath show me where the things are wrong you know show, show me what's bad they'll show you your hoses your belts your suspension components that have gone bad and then uh find out what's priority you don't have to do everything all at once you know we prioritize we prioritize safety first you know and then um, making sure that the motor is going to last as long as possible we don't want those two things failing on us mm-hmm. or on the customer. So we'll uh, tell them, hey, this is a safety item. This is more of a cosmetic item. You don't have to take care of this right away, you know, like interior stuff and you know, radios and whatnot. So I think that's the best way to go about it is uh, check your uh, reviews. Mm-hmm. Give the shop a chance. You're, 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 you can't satisfy everybody in the world. No. You know, we're, we're not all equal or the same, I should say. And uh, be uh, be proactive. You know, communicate with your service advisor. Talk to them. Uh, get a better understanding of your vehicle. Do some research on your vehicle. There's a lot of forums out there. Uh, a lot of enthusiasts that um, you know are fascinated about Range Rovers or Mercedes or Infinities, Nissans, whatever it is. You can you know learn a lot about your car um, just uh, by reading the internet. You mm-hmm. know. 
Also, the, I think referrals are probably like the best thing you referrals could. Referrals are huge. It's like the the first thing we do. I mean, you see all day long, I think we have clients or friends and we're all trading like, hey, do you have a guy for this or you have a person sure. for that? Sure. You know, so I think. That's old school right yeah, there. That's huge. And, it's, it's, it's and honestly, proven. it's still one of the best. The like best. when you get a referral from an existing client, isn't it so much e- easier? Oh, like yeah. the level of trust is oh, kind yeah. of already there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because they're bragging about you. Oh, yeah. it's it's That's true. That's true. It's like. It's the smoothest transaction. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get a referral, a word of mouth, you know, it's like getting a referral for, uh, you know, a, a good restaurant. Like, hey, you got to go check out this restaurant, you know, and it's it's true. They're, they're, and they're I re- think, too, yeah. when you're yeah. referred from a friend, you're just a little bit easier, too. Like, even if you run into a hiccup, you're a lot nicer about it than <laughs> if you just came in off of an yeah. ad or something. Your friends also know you yeah. a lot better, you yes. know, than other people with reviews yeah and they kind of know okay this person might be a better fit than this other person i know yeah for sure what's the uh in general like what's the one thing you love about your industry and the one thing you hate about it i i i I enjoy uh fixing things you know i I like to see things uh uh, when things come in broken they leave working is it just fascinates me you know taking things apart and um the one thing that i hate about the industry is um, just the negativity out there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's negativity in everything. But um, at the end of the day, what I like to tell a um, an upset customer, if we have one, is that, you know, w- when I was a kid growing up, a young man growing up, my dad and my mom used to always tell me, hey, if you have a problem in life and you can fix that problem with money, Spend it, right? Um, I always tell my customers, if we have an upset customer, that if your machine is broken, I know you're upset about it because maybe you're in a bad situation, but if, if you can fix this problem, this is a problem in your life. If you can fix this problem with money, spend it. Because life is so short that if you have, heaven forbid, if you have a problem with you as a human being, you know, you get a disease, you get a problem... Sometimes money can't fix that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're only, it's only, a, it's, it's, it's material. It's a machine. It's, it breaks. You know, yeah. I didn't, I didn't break it. You, you, you didn't break it. I can't be responsible for the past, present, and the future. So don't. Um, people I, get really upset. Huh? People get very upset. And I, and I hate the fact that it's not only the automotive industry. Everybody does it for, a lot of people do it for almost every single industry mm-hmm. out there. And it's, it's wrong. You know, imagine if I was a doctor and somebody died in my hands. I, I don't think I'd be able to live ever again. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd be so upset. I, I don't think I can live with myself. Mm-hmm. If I was a doctor and, and somebody died in my hands, I'm like, all right, fuck away, next person. But sometimes you got to have that switch, like, on, off. Mm-hmm. Me, I mean, we're working on cars. If we, sometimes if, you know, we screw up and we ruin something or we break something, uh, you know, I, f- I feel very bad. You know, I'll I'll step up to the plate. I'll take care of that problem, but it's you know you think about it, it's only a machine. It's not you're not working with a human body. But Tony, you have such an a, like a positive outlook on things. I mean, we've talked about it in so many different ways. I was just thinking about it when you're telling that story of your mom and dad saying like, if it can be fixed with money, just just fix it. Exactly. Or like, I love traffic. I mean, it's just my time to make these phone <laughs> yeah. calls. Or like, yeah. my daughter woke me up at two in the morning and we just played for four hours. And yeah. I feel great. I Life's didn't sleep at all, now. but I feel great. I'll yeah. sleep later. <laughs> you just have a really positive outlook. I feel Thank like you. a lot of people could learn from you on Thank that you. too. Like just outside of being you know yeah an amazing mechanic you just do really come from a place of gratitude all the time thank you yeah thank you and i think honestly just um how to put this use myself is i was born in this country yeah that's another thing i wanted to say about this country no i was born in this country i'm white yeah i'm technically privileged yeah you are and um so Tony looks at somebody like me, maybe not me technically, but I feel grateful to be able to do what I do. Sure. I work hard. I, I don't feel like I was handed anything, even though I was grazed up, I was pretty good. Sure. But I think a lot of people that come to this country from somewhere else with your family, you saw them struggle. Yeah. They might have barely made it or they sacrificed everything to get yeah. here for you. Sure. You're the next generation. Um, your daughter's going to be here. So she'll be a little bit different, right? Yeah. But this is like, it's kind of funny. Like, it's like Gary Vee always talks about this. Like, 
he's an immigrant from Russia. That's mm. his big thing. And um, when you're, when you're, I think just when I'm, you know, with you or people that are we're immigrants from here, we all are, but we're not born here. They came here. Right. You just have it. You're just like, I'm, I'm blessed. I live in San Diego. Absolutely. I, I, I bought you, like you said, Tony's bought in a house. He always lived in a condo. Yeah. You have a wife and kids. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this, and that all happened within like a, a year and a half. This mm-hmm. is for you. This is a, this is a dream. I don't know if you call it the American dream. It's your dream. It's sure. a dream, but that's what it is. That's what you look yeah. at. You know, it's yeah. just a reminder that we, you know, all of us, you know, maybe in this room, we grew up here, yeah. so we didn't. We don't. And that's why I think people realize, like, oh, there's no jobs, there's no opportunities. Oh, that's crazy. And then I sit here and Tony's, <laughs> crazy talk. Yeah. Tony in the last I agree. I've known you, whatever, it doesn't matter if I've known you three years. In three years I've seen you go from renting a place to now owning a place, buying another business. You have two businesses, yeah. buying a house. Um, and we're always talking about how to improve our lives, our business yeah, yeah. and family and all that. And so that's that's it's just encouraging because there is opportunity. It's always say it's a mindset. We're in the best country in the world. Mm-hmm. The number one country in the world. And I think half of your success is coming to America. Mm-hmm. The moment you come to America, you've already, you, you've gained 50% of your success. Hmm. Now the other 50% is for you to go out there and go get it. And you're right. You know, we read, write, speak this language. Mm-hmm. We know our way is around. There's people that can barely say yes and no, and they're harder workers than us. Yeah. Right? We're, we, we were born here. Mm-hmm. We know everything about this country. And these guys that can't even say yes or no are coming here and they're, they're tearing it apart. Mm-hmm. You know? They're tearing it apart. So it's, um, it's very uh, important, I think, is um, to travel. Traveling is very important, in my opinion, because it opens up your eyes to see oh, what's out there. 100%. Right? It does, yeah. 100%. It really hits the reset button. You know, we, me and my wife, we go to Greece every year. Yeah, and, um, jealous. <laughs> and we, um, I, I tell you, when I land over there, I'm like, how do these people drive, man? How do you guys live? And how that, like, I, I got a ticket there, driving, right? Really? Yeah, I got a ticket. So the cop pulls me over. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> the cop pulls me over. He's talking to me in Greek. And... So your wife, yeah, my wife speaks Greek. I'm like, I I don't understand. And she comes over, she's translating. And, um, I forgot what he said, but it was something like, okay, it could be 120 euros or it could be 40 euros. And he asked me, he goes, which one do you want? And I'm like, I'll take the 40 euro ticket. (laughs) (laughs) You know, give me the 40 euro ticket. I'll take that one. He goes, okay. So he writes me up. So then I'm like, where do I pay this? You go to the post office and pay it. And let me tell you, the post office is chaotic, like chaotic. And everybody that's got tickets is in there. Everybody that's like got tickets, wild, wild everybody that wants to deliver something, yeah. mail something out, it's chaotic. There's no lines, okay? You just jump in front of people. You want to ask a question, just jump in front of this person, ask a question. I mean, it's just chaotic. Their driving is like that. Their air, airports are like that. Uh, their post office is like that. Everything is like that, okay? They... We, we just have it. We have it really good here in, in America. Mm-hmm. Like we we think about before we build this road, we're going to think about the next 50 years, what are the kids going to Why gonna, are we building yeah, it? Yeah. W- w- what do we need to do for our kids for the, the next plan 50 and years? the potential problems yeah. that could cause and the best way to go about so it. So I, I really hit the reset button when I go there. When I come back to America, I'm like, thank God. <laughs> thank God. And like I hit the floor running. Like because we could – we like the average – Monthly payroll for uh, uh, a young man or a girl over there is 350, 400 euros. It's crazy. A month. A month. Yep. Okay? So kids are not getting married over there. These young boys and girls are not getting married because they say, okay, you make 300 euros. I make 300 euros. Uh, if we need a kid, if we're going to have a kid, this kid needs diapers and needs food and needs this. They don't have enough. So a lot of people are not getting married. Well, it's kind of interesting you say that because we've been to a lot of other countries where it was similar to that is that, you know, they're may- maybe making the equivalent to like three or $400, you know, U.S. or whatever it might be. It could even be less. And we're in these beautiful places. And yeah. you're like, even though we think it's so beautiful and we get the opportunity to travel here, those people will never have make enough money to fly anywhere, much less get a hotel, we were, we were, uh, travel. Crystal and I always seem to like, 
I think when you're just a genuine nice person, like I like to know about people. So you're getting a massage, they start talking, yeah. and they'll start talking to you like, oh, so what is it like? And you're like, what? They're like, well, where do you live? And what is it like? And yeah. what is it like to fly on a plane? And you're just like, wow. what? Yeah. They don't even, their goal in life is to just be able to buy a ticket and fly on a plane that's $25 one way to just another island over there. Right, right, right. And people are like, that's crazy. I'm like, when you make $200 a month and you're going to spend 25 bucks, that $200 yeah. isn't even enough. It's spent. No. It's spent on necessities. To survive. Not, not a cool shirt or this or that. Yeah. And then, you know, it's back to what you're saying. It's like, Monty and I are talking about today about um, just like general, but uh, somebody, a uh, uh, person we know that buys real estate here. And I'm sure they're immigrants or their parents or whatever. But it's like, she goes, yeah, if you saw them, you'd never know they own 80 units. Wow. Those are my favorite people. Yeah. Because they could be doing this and that, but they get it because all this other shit at the end of the day, it's nice, but it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Because most people in the other world, they just, like you said, they just want to have a damn kid. They yeah. don't even have a kid. They yeah. want to get married. Yeah. We're over here like, I want to buy a house, buy a car, go on a trip, yeah. buy this clothes. And it's still not enough. <laughs> buy another house, take three trips. Mm-hmm. Well, just like we were talking about, I forget who we were talking to, I think it was yesterday, that if you look at like old homes, even here, for example, the closets are really small. Oh, yeah. And somehow we've all been oh. convinced like we need bigger closets and more clothes. Like yeah. back Over then they time. probably had four or five yeah. outfits that you wear. And now yeah. we have closets full of stuff and you just like throw out your clothes by the drove so you can buy new cooler ones or, you know, get that new car every couple and of when years you go, or whatever. You know, you're wrong. You go to other places. Depends where you go. But there's always like, you know, if you go to the countries, it's like the ultra wealthy and everybody's just below. And those mm-hmm. people, you know, you can see their house in the hill or whatever. But yeah. The average person's like they're just they're literally just wake up and they just survive. Yeah, yeah. And then you come here like you said and it's like there's so much opportunity. Yeah, so much opportunity. And then there's here, people man. that come here that are hitting the ground sprinting while everybody else is because their parents have money and they entitled their kids and yeah. they're lazy. Yeah. And they look at this, why is he working so hard? Yeah. Because they don't understand. They don't even understand that guy's so excited that he can make money more than three hundred dollars a month here. Yeah, well, he that's can go true. Bust tables, wash dishes. Oh yeah, and, money. and he can't believe the fact that he's doing it, mm-hmm. making more than three hundred bucks a month. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, we have it made here. We really do have it made here. Yeah, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, we have a saying that we say: God gives walnuts to people with no teeth. Mm-hmm. And the ones that do have teeth don't get the walnuts, you know? Yeah. So. No, and I think that's kind of um, one of the things, like, as a friend and business is, like, um, I always say, like, just take your car to Tony. And they're like, I go, I refer because I'm like, I don't have to worry about you trying to, like, right. slime ball somebody or rip them off because you're like, no, I have an opportunity to do somebody's car, build a relationship. If I do a good job. Maybe they'll refer me 10 people. Sure, Maybe they'll sure. refer me one. 100%. But that's just your mentality. Absolutely. I always tell people, I said, listen, I said, there's nothing wrong with you. I said, I'll tell you what you need. You just need to go hang out with some cool friends. Yeah. <laughs> just hang out with some cool friends. That's all you need, man. Just go out, hang out, have a good time. You'll laugh. You'll joke. You'll have a few drinks. Come back to work. You have nothing wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what you need. That's what we, that's, whenever you're in a funk, you just need to call up your best friend. You're, <laughs> the, the one guy that makes you laugh or the one girl that makes you laugh. Just call them up and go hang out with them. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, your, that's your remedy. And it's funny because, um, like, just cultural differences. You go to other countries, too, and it's, like, funny. We're going to go to Paris, and we were there last time. We went around with this lady, and I said, um, she's American, but moved there. And I said, what do people make here? She goes, they don't make enough money to live here. She goes. This was in Paris? Yeah. Oh. She goes, the people are up and roar, or they're suing the country or government right now because they want to work 32 hours a week and not 35. And mm-hmm. on top of that, they have a stipulation in there that when they leave the office at 5 o'clock that they should not have to respond to an email. And, and like, oh. they, they passed the law, yeah. Yep. yeah. So I said, what are the issues, Kenny? Yeah. They don't care. But they value their, like, life. They don't live yes. to work. Right. 
So it's just they a completely work to live. They work to live. And yeah. people are like, what? I'm like, so when you go to Paris and we get it's like there, that in all first time there, I go there, I'm having lunch, everybody's around me. He's like, it's lunchtime, they're drinking wine, having a good time. I'm like, do these people work? They're like, yeah, they're at lunch. I'm like, how yeah. do you back? Like, they're just drinking a couple glass of wine. I'm like, what? Yeah, the Greeks are the same thing. No, but. And you can also <laughs> never get a hold of anybody and it takes forever oh, to get anything Oh, forget done. about it. When it's siesta time, forget <laughs> it. The country is shut down. Or I swear we were actually doing, like working on some financing for a client oh. years back and we would call and I kid you not, like every other week would be like, Oh yeah, sorry. We were out on holiday. Like you couldn't get a hold of anybody for like a whole week, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, last holiday. last week it was the holiday. We were all gone." Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then it'd be like a week where you'd be able to get a hold of them a couple times, and the next week they'd be on. Oh yeah, that was holiday. We were yeah. on holiday. I was like, "How many holidays?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just how they do business, like with financing, you can't just if you buy a home, put debt on it. You can't just go refi like here and pull like quick. It's like if you do, it's some crazy fee. It's this whole thing. But then when you like, – If you can. Like here, like if you get a loan there. and you have three days to change your mind or whatever, there they give them 11 days. Mm. 11 days? Wow. So, you know, it's just mentality is just different. Yeah, yeah. And I think people here – like I think that's what it is is like um, with auto or whatever it is. Like with you is mm-hmm. – it's just the mentality how you approach your business. Yes. Yes, I agree. What I do you think – do you think that um, – what is the percentage of people, I was curious, that wait too long to come in and like push a problem off in their car? And then it turns into some other problem. Um, or do you think people are on it, or do you think a lot of people still procrastinate a lot? People still wait. They wait. They think they, they can get away with it. I'm guilty of that. Um, and it becomes a bigger problem. I have to say, though, it's funny. I was reading an article the other day on uh, BMWs. Um, BMW has um, uh, this thing called lifetime transmission oil, right? So if you lift up BMW, you look underneath the car, you look at the transmission pan, it says, not to service the transmission, this is a lifetime oil. And I said, well, I was like, well, lifetime oil, lifetime oil. Okay, we'll leave it alone. So I was reading this article through ZF. ZF is the manufacturer that builds the transmissions for BMW. Um, and there's not that many manufacturers out there that build their own transmissions. Uh, GM is one of them, General Motors. Mercedes is one of them. I think Toyota is one of them. But anyways, um, uh, I was uh, reading this article, and I said that if you read the fine print in BMW's uh, warranty uh, clause, they warranty they, – that oil is basically good up to 100,000 miles. That's what that oil is guaranteeing. They're guaranteeing that that oil is good, that they promise you within 100,000 miles, nothing will happen to that oil. Wow. The oil, not the transmission, Yeah. but the oil. Oh, oh that's okay? funny. The, they're oh. promising that this oil is lifetime, that within 100,000 miles, we promise you that nothing will happen to the oil. It will not break down. So. But your transmission, Transmission. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's got carbon clutches inside. It's got metal pieces that are moving inside. And you're driving this car 70, 80, 90, 100 miles an hour sometimes. Okay? <laughs> like you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why I need brakes so often. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? You're like, what the hell? Okay. And, you know, when, when you've got friction going on, guess what? When you have friction, you're, you're going you're gonna to release some metal shavings. So when these metal shavings break apart, break away from the actual metal, uh, there's magnets inside your transmission pan that attract these metal shavings, okay? They try to prevent them from going into your carbon clutches. So um, you're supposed to service your transmission every 30 to 50,000 miles. Okay. Okay? Service them every 30 to 50,000 miles. Don't, you know, don't listen to what the manufacturer's selling. Now, BMW, for example, also has this thing that, Oh, you're, you don't need to change your oil for 15,000 miles. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So hold that thought. You go to get your oil changed. Somebody's like, you got to come back here in 5,000. But mm-hmm. then the book says 10 or 15. Right. Like what is what's That's the all bull crap So what's right the there? answer? What's the correct answer? Uh, the answer is come, at, come in every five to 7,000 miles. I mean, just. And why, why is it bullshit and why should you? And why not li- re- listen to the book? Why listen because to Because if you see our driving habits – 
there you you got to I I have to pull it up for you. But if you pull up BMW's driving habits, it's not compared to how the way we drive. So they're not realistic. They're not realistic. They're not. They're they're, they're driving in the village. We're driving in the city. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're so, driving 100 miles an hour. They're driving. 60. Yeah. Kenny's driving 150 miles an hour. We're driving 60. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, we're stop and go, traffic, heat, mm-hmm. hot, cold, mm-hmm. raining. I mean, there's so many factors. So, uh, and I, I can tag you in some pictures on Facebook and Instagram You that uh, uh, these uh, BMW shops will open up BMW engines that have waited 15,000 miles to do an oil change. After 50,000 miles, you open up that motor, it's all gunked up. It looks like somebody... Put Nutella inside their engine. It's like eating it's McDonald's. Really bad. It's like eating McDonald's every day. Like so yes. basically, if you want to like extend the longevity or the life of your car, your engine, or whatever, service. then you want to get that regular service. Because I mean, it's kind of like if you eat crappy food yeah, every like day for your life, and you end up needing open heart surgery. Yes. Versus the guy who's like eating. Yeah, that's you know, what it is. That's we do open heart clean surgery diet. Yeah. when we rebuild the motor. So let's yeah. go through that. Um, for us idiots that don't know anything about cars, on LCME, what is this? What is the stuff we should be servicing? Like, what's the typical stuff where you see you're like, man, these people like the brakes, the tires, the rotation right, right, tires, right. Um, fluids. Like, you know, like can you run through like a like the quick yeah, stuff? Like, what's yeah. important and what? But I can very I, I can I can simplify for the, I can simplify simplify this for you very easily. Yeah. So. Um, if you have a, if you're going to a very good auto repair shop, they should be catching all these things for you. Okay. Your your job is to come in for oil changes. And even that, I mean, with all the technology that we have, right now I just recently put a new system in in the shop that it calculates how much you drive. It knows how much you drive based on data uh, every day. Uh, the average consumer drives about 35 miles a day, okay? So it knows how much you drive every day. And it calculates it for you. Let's just say you came in today for an oil change. Today's what, the 9th of August? Yep. So August, September, October, November. So it'll it'll calculate for you that in, on December 9th, you're at 50,000 miles right now. On, on December 9th, you should be at 57,000 miles based on how many miles you drive right now. And it will set up an appointment for you in our database. It'll text you a week before. Mm-hmm. Okay. It'll send you an it. email a week before. Okay. And it'll shock you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um, it'll, it'll send you coupons, all kinds of things. That's awesome. Right? Smart. So it'll, it'll, it'll prevent you from, our systems prevent you from getting in trouble with your car. Because going back to what you were saying earlier, cars are a huge investment. Mm-hmm. I mean, the average car now is $60,000. It is. I mean, you want to go buy a truck. A truck. Mm-hmm. I want to go haul some wood. You're going to go pay sixty grand for a truck. Right. For a new truck. And honestly, that's such a great idea because it's kind of like going to the dentist. I mean, who makes that freaking appointment to get your teeth cleaned every year? Yeah, so it's the same thing with your car. Like having to remember that you're going to go once a year is not an easy thing to do. In fact, I was just sitting here as we're talking like, when is the last time I have my car? Maybe it's been a year. I don't know. Maybe it's been more. So it's a difficult thing to remember and to stay on top of too. It is. It's very hard. Mm -hmm. uh, That's really smart. But – Going back to your question, though, to if if you go if you're dealing with a very professional auto repair shop, and if you if you just get your oil done, they'll tell you. About they those. if they're professional enough, they should tell you. They should be able to keep out, keep keep an eye out for your transmission oil, your differential oil, your uh, antifreeze, your engine oil. Um, they'll take a look for oil leaks. They'll take a look at your tires. They'll take a look at your brakes. Take a look at your serpentine belt, and. That's honestly pretty much it. Uh, air filter, fuel, uh, air filter. I think they've got away with fuel filters. We're not seeing those anymore. And your um, your uh, HVAC filter. Do you check brakes or? We check brakes too. Yeah, mm-hmm. we do everything. Every year. I mean, if you come to Aero Auto Repair, we're like, in my opinion, I think we're. I was telling. I think I was telling you, Monty. I can't remember, but um, uh, one of the guys, one of my friends, came to the shop, and for the first time, and he saw. He goes, man. He goes, you're like a degree away from dealership status you know that's just how clean we've got it set up how you know professional we are i've got you know nothing but master certified technicians you know they've got highest level of certifications and 
you if I take you to their toolboxes, you'd be like, Jesus. I mean, it's like they, they've got over a hundred thousand dollars in tools. Wow. You know, plus all the tools that I provide for them to do all the computer stuff, like all the flashing and the programming and all that stuff. I've got maybe close to maybe two hundred thousand dollars in tools, just in um, modules and you know scanners and whatnot. So it all depends on where you go, also. So you know you gotta make sure you're going. That's to why a professional reviews. Shop. And so if I am looking for uh, if I am looking for a shop mm-hmm. and I'm looking for reviews, but what should I be looking for in a shop? Like what what should if I'm going there? Let's say they have great reviews, but you're saying you have all this technology and they right. may not. What should we be looking for? When uh, look for certifications. Okay. Look for certifications. We're AAA certified. Mm-hmm. We're uh, certified. All the technicians are third, certified through ASE, okay. uh, Automotive Service Excellence. Uh, we're certified through the Automotive Serv- Service Council. Um, we're a Napa Auto Care Center. Okay. Uh, these all... Um, speak volume in, in, in the automotive industry. Like you have to meet certain requirements, get certain to. education, keep up certain Absolutely. level standards. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. What, um, so Monsi and Mitch recently bought new cars. Yeah. Congrats. What do you think over, let's say they keep their cars for, they're new, um, over the next five years and then five to 10 years, what do you think their visit biggest possible expense is going to be uh their 100k service 100,000 mile service what does that include uh, it all the every car varies okay but uh let's just say let's just say it's a honda okay right uh at 100,000 miles we'll say it's a honda with a timing belt you're, you're gonna have to do your timing belt uh it's basically kind of like a bicycle chain that runs the whole motor and it's it's a rubber belt so you got to do your timing belt at 100K, uh, replace your spark plugs at 100K. And I'm just guessing. I'd yeah, have to look generic. up what the you're manufacturer. Being, you're being generic. I mean, yeah. You yeah, can't, what the re- yeah, what they recommend. That. But uh, spark plugs, timing belt, um, I would do your coolant flush. I would do your transmission service. I would probably do it all. And to do all that, you're probably looking around anywhere between two to $3,000. But that's only at 100000 So when she hits 200000 she'll do it again. But hopefully by then she'll be in a new car. Jeep Wranglers Wranglers are actually uh, a lot of cars. I have to say there a lot of them are uh, being maintenance free. Uh, They're they're getting away with valve adjustments. Honda brought valve adjustments back. That's old school. But they uh, they're getting away with valve adjustments. They're getting away with timing belts. Uh, They're getting away with uh, Jesus. A lot of things. I mean, like these electric cars. They're getting away. With serpentine belts, everything's electric. So they're getting away with a lot of things. Cars are built very well. You so just that, have to know if the, if the computers get messed up, though, that's when you end up Computers with are issues. bulletproof. Are they? They're nearly bulletproof. Yeah. PCMs, powertrain control modules, are nearly bulletproof. Hmm. It's the sensors that go bad because they're uh. constantly registering. Register, 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 yeah. send signal, send signal, send You know, it's, they're constantly So working. when you're getting an error, a lot of times it could just be a sensor. It's a sensor. Computers uh. are nearly bulletproof. So and don't if it, panic. It could just be something yes. simple. Yes, okay. and you know if if a, if a um, uh, if a sensor goes bad, check engine light goes on, uh, that computer goes into a default mode, and it gets the, its best known reading, and it uses that known reading just to keep that customer driving. They could be in the middle of nowhere, you know they they don't want to break down, so they they put in a default reading and they continue driving, so that way the car doesn't break down. Um, so. With the new cars, I think because everybody's getting new cars, obviously they're built better. How long do you think people can really drive cars now? Like how long can Monty probably if she's if she's not Kenny in Fast and Furious? Yes, we're not feeling Fast and Furious no. twelve or whatever. Ride. <laughs> how long do you think she can probably keep that car? If she's just driving like a normal human. If she if she maintains her yeah. car, it'll it'll last for a very long time. It's very hard to say. Hundreds of thousands of miles, um, most likely. I mean, I I can I can almost promise you at least at least 200,000 miles. Wow. Uh, the other day I had a customer that came into the shop and um, he was upset that he changed. We had to put a new transmission in his car and he was upset about it. And I said, do you ever service your transmission? Have you ever serviced your transmission? He goes to me, no. He goes, I've never serviced it. I said, okay, listen. I said, I'll make you a deal. And I have this on paper. 
I said, I'll make you a deal. If you service your transmission every 30,000 miles, so you've got a new one in there right now. So if you service your transmission every 30,000 miles and you promise to let me do it here at the shop and you change out your radiator every 100,000 miles because there's a transmission cooler that's inside the radiator. I said, if your transmission ever blows up, as long as you own the car, I said, I'll buy you a new transmission. And I got it down on paper, and he said, okay. <laughs> he goes, I'll take you up on that challenge. And I can almost guarantee you that transmission, if he keeps, if he maintains it, it'll go 400, 500,000 miles, no problem. That's probably wow. the guy who's going to stick to that, too. He's going to come. Will. He's going to see you every yeah. 30,000 yep. miles. Yep. <laughs> What's the most miles you've seen on a car? Uh, 500,000. Wow. What car? Mercedes. The one you wow. have? No, diesel. <laughs> diesel Mercedes, yeah. 500,000. Some of them go to a million miles. That's yeah. insane. Holy yeah. Yeah, shit. Mercedes has one in their museum. It's got million miles. That yeah. is crazy. That's yeah, on. and the guy That's that has it. Instagram. Yeah. Right I like that. The guy that has it, um, uh, Mercedes found him, and they said, we're going to, I think they Dude, offered him a new car every two years or three years. I forgot, something crazy like that. But they took the car from him, and they said, we're going to give you a car every two or three years, a new car. But that's somebody that's very Oh, uh, maintained it. He's got records of it. You know, that's what people used to do back then. Right? Yeah, it's funny. I, I've, I've bought some classic uh, Benzes from people. And um, Glove box. A, a, buddy of, yeah, a buddy of mine bought uh, Rod Stewart's girlfriend's old Mercedes. Okay? I'll, sh I'll send you the pictures. She, what every, it? it's a 62. It was he's a blue one. He's looking it up. Yeah. She, every time she pumped gas, she wrote down that she pumped gas on this date. No, it's a blue one. She pumped gas on, <laughs> <laughs> she pumped gas on this day, right? Mm -hmm. wow. She'll write down the date. She'll write down what gas station. She'll write down what octane and she'll write down the mileage, right? Oh. So then the next time she pumped gas, she'll write down the same thing and then she'll do the math on how many miles she got. So, and this is how people used to maintain their cars. People, people used to care about their cars. Like a checkbook. So, listen to this. So, this is when she bought it brand new, right? She got, we'll say, 200 miles out of that tank. And then five years later, she's keeping a log. Oh, we'll say, we won't even say five years later because cars, used, you had to maintain cars every 15,000 miles. We'll say 20,000 miles later, she noticed that her gas mileage dropped from 200 to 150, we'll say, right? Mm -hmm. She knows that there's something wrong with her car. That's really She knew that there was something wrong with her car. Sure enough, she takes it in. Mechanic looks at it, hooks up the scope, goes, you need a tune-up. Points, wires, spark plugs, ignition. You know, you're getting fuel that's going inside the engine, and it's not being burnt because your secondary ignition system is worn out. So they would tune it up. She'd be back at 200 miles per gallon, uh, 200 miles to the tank. And that's when gas is 50 cents. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Is that, yeah. yeah. You know? Wow. So that's how people used to, yeah, it's it's crazy. I got to pull this picture up. It's so crazy. She, everything, oil changes, everything, like all kinds of things. I mean, it was, it was, it was great. Back then, that's how people used to do it. And, you know, now if you buy, uh, if you find a classic car, like a one-owner car, you ask the old owner, like, hey, do you have any records? And they'll pull up records for you. Yeah. People used to keep all their records. But if you do sell that car, that's so valuable. Oh, it's you valuable. You sell the car for more because of the records, literally. It's you very valuable. Because they know. like that. Especially car, if they know that you took it in every 30,000 oh, miles yes. or every 15, whatever it was. The guy yeah. miles the Mercedes would be worth so much because of just it's Yes, cool. yes. All the records, uh, uh, they, they, it's part of the history of the vehicle. Um, to kind of wrap up, mm -hmm. what do you think, I mean, all, it's like, you know, somebody said, hey, what do you think is the most important thing in real estate? Because all I do is real estate, right? I can see yeah. this. You're just working on cars every day, all day. You do all types of cars. Tony just doesn't do. You do trucks and work trucks and yes. vans and like Europeans. classic cars and Europeans and BMWs. Like right. you can do a wide range of stuff, like right. crazy. I've seen a lot of different things here. Yeah, and you're not you're not scared to take on like my Lincoln Continental's crazy <laughs> um, convertible top. Yeah, which is we were saying is one of the most advanced like technologies. he took the book tony took the book i'll figure it out we got the switches fixed and made it work and i mean i don't know how you did it but what do you think is probably like something you know people that don't know shit about cars or it's a couple of things what are what are some things that we should really know about cars that might make us 
think a little bit differently about how we take care of them or how we think about them, you know, like mm. just like a different person. Your perspective is when you look at a car and you service it, you're more passionate. You have a different perspective. Yeah. When we look at it, we're like, is this damn thing going to start? Right. I got to get an oil change and I got to put gas in. This yeah. thing is a pain in my ass, you know? Yeah. It's safety. I think safety is number one. You know, you drive on the freeway and uh, at any given moment, there's probably 10 or 15 cars around you. I think safety is very, very important because, you know, if you're um, if you're not keeping an eye on your tires and you have a blowout mm -hmm. and your blowout is on one of your rear tires, you're going to lose control. Hmm. You lose control. You flip over. You could have somebody's kid. That. Yeah. <clears throat> you, now, if you see Firestone, I think it was Firestone or Discount Tire. They had a huge lawsuit on tire rotations. They were rotating tires. I don't quote me on this, but from what I understood is that they were rotating, they were putting um, good tires up front, bad tires in the back. I've heard, no, they did, they did it to a car right. of mine back in the day, yeah. So someone had a blowout mm. on the rear tire. Flipped over, died. Flipped, something happened to, I don't know if they died, but flipped, had a problem. They couldn't control the car. So now it's a law that you have to, you have to put the bad tires up front, the good tires in the back. You would think that all my braking is up front, mm -hmm. all my steering is up front, my engine is up front, me and my wife are sitting up front. I want the best tires up front. Is that because the weight mm -hmm. goes like that? Because everything's... Uh, no, it's because you can't control it. Oh. You have a blowout. You have a blowout in, in the front, you can control it. You have a blowout in the rear, There's you, you, you and God. You can't manipulate the cards. You cannot. Oh, yeah. shit. So it's dangerous. So I think safety That's good is, is number one, in my opinion. Because, you know, you could have somebody in the car that's not related to you. You're responsible for that person. Or other drivers on the road, too. Other drivers on the road, mm -hmm. you know. So for people that don't know, I think safety is number one. And if, you know, uh, your mechanic or your service advisor is telling you something. Um, it's like a doctor. It's, there, there's a reason why they're telling you. Doctors are the same thing. Doctors telling you to quit smoking, you need to quit smoking. Um, another thing that I think is very important, um, and we're going to try, I'm going to, um, we're on the AS, well, I'm not yet. I'm going <coughs> to be on the ASCC board, ASCCA board, and that's the Automotive Service Council uh, cool. uh, board. And I'm going to see if um, we can try to take this torch up to Sacramento and try to get... Um, people to fix all their oil leaks, right? So think about it. We're living in San Diego. We barely get any rain, right? Mm -hmm. People are driving around with oil leaks, coolant leaks, and they're dripping, a lot of accents. It's dripping all over the floor. The moment we get rain, it's, 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 a, it's slippery oh, everywhere. So you're going to get a big fine for your oil leak. So what I want to do is that, you know how we do smog checks? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I want people to go in for ins oil inspections every two years. That's no, that's smart. smart though, right? Think about what it's going to do to the economy. It's going to boost the economy. But also, when it rains, the first thirty minutes, it's you. You be careful. To me, when you say I drive like a man, that's when I'm like, you're a I, good boy, because I know <laughs> you could see, especially. Oh that's yeah. When, that's when the shit. That's why when it rains, all of a sudden there's an accident. Yeah. Because somebody has bald tires. Right. The oil's there. Boom. Yep. Somebody's driving down the freeway. The oil's spitting all over. And them. oil's worst enemy is water. <clears throat> Because it just, mm -hmm. they, yeah. don't, they don't mix. They, they separate. Mm -hmm. So when you got water here, oil there, and it's just all over the place, your car's all over the place. Trying to walk in the ground. Yeah. So, you know, and that's also going to clean up the oceans. You know, we're all about blue water, green trees. You know, why not? Um, that's smart. You know, fix all these oil leaks. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of cars out there that have a ton of oil leaks. Mm -hmm. Fix them. Why are you leaking all over the place? You know, you can't, if they were to catch you, wash your car outside in front of your house, you'd get the biggest fine. You know, but meanwhile, we can leak oil everywhere. So it's a good point. Yeah, so it's all about safety. I think uh, cool. you know whatever your service advisor tells you. I think you should look at. It. If you don't trust your mechanic, maybe get a second opinion. Yeah, why not? Or get involved. You know, mm -hmm. say hey, go or come to Aero Auto Repair, <laughs> and we'll take care of you. But yeah, you get involved. I think if you tell your service advisor, I want to see my car up on the air. I think that's your 
best relationship that you mm-hmm. can start. Hey, Kenny's got a couple of tricks from you with okay. his Lincoln every time. Well, whenever <laughs> I'm in the car and it breaks down. So he's got a couple little tricks. That there he you pulls. go. Actually, I don't have to do it now. Yeah. As long as I don't run out of gas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what day was that? Was that Christmas? Or? Right around there. It was Christmas, oh, right? Yeah. Tony saved my ass a few times. <laughs> yep. But now it's running good. Yeah, that's take, good. It does take time, though. Gosh. Yeah, they do. And that's... That's part of it. You know, it's like what George said from Lincoln Line. He goes, Honestly. if you don't drive these cars, they break down. Yeah. You know, they, that's how Mercedes He needs to drive is. it more, too. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't drive it very much now that we have Harlow. Yeah. We're going to have to figure out how to get a car seat. Well, it's the parking I would want. Well, <laughs> listen, I'll, I'll take the Cadillac. You take the Lincoln. Yeah. 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 I'll grab Lydia. You grab Harlow. We'll go meet up at the <laughs> there park. There you go. There you go. We'll meet cute. up at the park and then yeah. let them play. Play date. Yeah. I like that. How old is she now? She's 10 months. 10 months. Yeah. Okay. She'll She's, be one on September 24th. She's not walking yet, though, right? She's getting close, but close, no, okay. she can stand for like half a minute or so, yeah. but she's not taking steps yet, but she's definitely like cruising around on all the furniture awesome. and starting to kind of let go a little bit just to kind of like test yeah, it out. Yeah. <laughs> so she's going to be even more of a terror pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's in everything though. It's she's in that phase. the best when they walk. Yeah. It's the best when they walk. You're I, the only person who's ever said that to me. Who, me? Because I always say like, I can't wait for her to walk and people are like, oh no, you can you can wait because wait, oh, my God, when she's walking, best. she's in everything. I come in, I come in at, I, from work. And then, like, she's, like, in the living room. She's all, like, playing, and her hair's all over the place. And then she hears a door slam. And then all you hear is, like, ah! And then she turns around, yeah. and she goes, run towards me. Run, 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 so run, awesome. run. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. See? She knows it's me, you know? Even goes, now, ah! yeah. When, <laughs> she runs. When Kenny comes in the door, Harlow says, ah! Like, yeah, she does yeah, yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. So cute. I could be in a bad mood, and it's just. It's all gone. Boom. It's all yeah. gone. Yeah. It's the best. You always yeah. say that to me. Yeah, yeah. Kids are the. People always complain. Oh, kids are, oh. What do they say? Oh, your whole life's going to change. And this we time. talked about that. Yeah, remember? It's, and it's just like It really is Everything. a mindset. Like it does change, but it's but we've had the best time. <laughs> I think it's the way that you look at anything in life. Because, um, like, you know, a lot of women ask me that, too. Like, how was your labor and all of this? And so I think a lot of things are, like you said, it's all about kind of your perspective and your mindset. So if you want to think about all the negative, you can certainly find oh, negative 100%. things. But if you yeah. want to take a look at the positive, I mean, and that's, I feel like we've, done that with harlow too and kenny's learned a lot i think from talking to you too over the last 10 months and how yeah. you deal with things with your daughter because we really do enjoy it yeah, like yeah. you can Tony all the other things in positive. life are so small compared to that little life that yeah, yeah. you know she doesn't you get know. to bring I mean, she's just a little kid yeah yeah Little. And it's so cool, like the, everything is so new and exciting to her. Yeah, right. You know, you're like, gosh, you're really excited about that thing. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. all these little things that she's looking at. <laughs> we introduced chocolate like, to her for the first time, oh, like a week ago, two weeks ago, and she's like licking every single finger. And um, um. <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, we don't we don't give her any chocolate. Like, yeah. yeah. If she takes anything sweet, it's either fruits. Or we give her like uh, yogurt with honey, yeah. Like nothing. We finally introduced it to her because we kind of felt bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this kid needs to have some. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like she eats nothing but veggies, and that's good. So, but yeah, it's 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 real. It's funny when they you know when they experience something new for the, for the first time. time that we take for granted. You yeah, know, yeah. you're yeah. like, wow. <laughs> you know, it is really cool to see though. Yeah, yeah. Kids so, yeah. are the best. It's been fun. Um, no, I I I think. Um, People watch this. I hopefully they get a little bit out of. I think, I think like you said, it comes down like just like our business. It's Tony. That's why I think it's we built a friendship and we help each other with. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, my my your stuff, my stuff, whatever. And I think that's what it's all about. I mean, you guys, Tony's has two shops. You're getting an honest business guy. That's pretty much what Thank it you. is. Thank At the end of the day, like if something's wrong, you don't like it. Sometimes we deliver that news and you deliver that news. But yeah. at the end of the day, like, yeah. you know. I appreciate that. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks Absolutely. for coming on, Thank Tony. you, guys. Thank you for having stuff, his yeah. addresses and stuff. Yep. Cool. Cool. <laughs> this podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.